Scary! This is Hey Beautiful, the podcast where we binge and recap every episode of How I Met Your Mother. No spoilers. So suit up, grab a sandwich, and settle in. Everybody. Um, so if you couldn't tell by that dairy, um, Kate didn't have like a cold and, you know, her voice didn't change and go through the change, the change, capital T, capital C. I am joined by my best half, mm. Mm. my handsome man, Christopher Turner, um, joining us on this uh, I think it's like our this is like the sixty third mm-hmm. episode of the show, so I don't know it's probably like sixty two year anniversary. Yeah, it's a two year anniversary show. from the first recording, mm-hmm. um, and he's filling in for Kate, who has ginormous shoes to fill. So if this you weren't nervous, so yeah, um, you should be very nervous no. because I, I'm I'm nervous. She carries this team. There Christopher. is no way, dude. I can't compare to that whatsoever. No, so none of us can. It, so at least they can't feel my hands and tell how nervous I really am. Oh, you're doing great. It's okay. You're fine. Don't worry. This week, we are Hey Beautiful, and we are recapping Everything Must Go. And Kate is the one who usually comes up with a clever, like, little recap. That's something she's been doing the last couple weeks or say something, like, really funny and clever, like, where blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, that's so good. Oh, oh, okay. Well, how about this one? Today, we're talking about Everything Must Go, where Lily has to sell her shit. Mm-hmm. To pay for some grown-up stuff. But does that do people really do that though? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's a thing. Um, but wow. anyway, some updates from the Him Yum universe. Um, as you know, Kate and I purchased a hot dog toaster, and we finally picked a date. And when she gets back from her trip, she's gonna come over um, Sunday afternoon, and we are gonna eat some dogs. And recap her trip. We're also going to be planning some really fun stuff to do together. She actually threw out a really awesome idea. Um, something we could do on the live stream um, that Sunday. So that will be on Sunday, October 20th at noon. So <clears throat> please join us. Um, if you know what I'm talking about, uh, it's because you're probably not a Patreon. So head on over to patreon.com slash Pod and join um, our Patreon where you get really fun, cool perks every month. Yo, that was pretty good. I see what you did there. My little plug? Yeah. Thanks. Not too bad. Yo, I, you know I'm allergic to hot dogs? Ever tell you oh that Oh, my story? God. He's not allergic right? to hot dogs. That's what he... Okay. Do you want to tell the story? Of course. No, you can tell. Okay. So when you were, what, 15? 13. 13. Oh, my God. You're yeah, a derelict. Yeah, I know. Um, so when Christopher was 13, mm-hmm. so you were... Older or younger than little buddy is now. Younger than little buddy, yeah. Oh my god, you're disgusting. I know. He got really so drunk sad. on vacation we with his friend. We stole some beers. Like six. Mm-hmm. And um, it was not good. He got really sick. Got really sick. So and, bad. And he told everybody he was mm-hmm. allergic to mm-hmm. hot dogs. Oh, <laughs> and I pulled the I was 13 card. Like I wrapped everything up into a ball and left it outside. <laughs> and it was just like. A mattress they, pad they and still talk blanket about this and everything. Like this is still like yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty years, uh-huh. over twenty years later. And the joke was because my friend's aunt cleaned it up, and I was like, I was sick from the hot dogs. I'm so sorry. Yeah, because he's allergic. It's, mm-hmm. Who's allergic to hot dogs? Right? They're At delicious. 13. But anyway, anyway, Kate and I are going to be eating hot dogs. Christopher right. will not be no. having any because no. he's allergic. Mm-hmm. But be on the lookout for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Chris mentioned earlier, today, when we were recording, it's October 15th, um, is Kate and I's official two-year anniversary from when we first recorded our very first episode. Um, and we're almost done with season That's three, amazing. which is crazy. Yeah. Um, and two years ago on October 17th, was our Dude, very first episode. I can't believe you've been going for two years. I'm so yeah, proud. Thanks. So proud. Well, thank you. Um, you guys, um, Christopher is the best guy. I know I always say that. Um, and he 
does all the heavy lifting when I'm scrambling to finish my notes or have to record <laughs> or if I say... Just needs help managing time in life. <laughs> He's a Virgo, you know. As yeah, you know, so dear listeners, you know, we right. talk about this. Right, um, right. But mm-hmm. anytime I say, hey, Kate wants to do this, he mm-hmm. says... Yeah, sure. Whatever it is, you but just go. You two have been going. That's the I know, thing, but dude. it's That's because of the support thing, of no. you and the support of mm-hmm. Liz. You guys are amazing, mm-hmm. and we wouldn't be able to do this without you. So it's thank dedication. you yeah, I thank you, you other times mm-hmm. in the show, but you mm-hmm. don't listen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now, this I said true. this is his um, kind of kind of like him listening to an episode, but not. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So thank you for all your help. I appreciate You're it. You're so welcome. Okay. Um, also, a very friendly reminder that we are one episode away from the end of season three. So we'll be doing <clears throat> that episode and our, you know, our year wrap up. And then we'll be taking a break from about Thanksgiving until the new year. <clears throat> and during that time, Kate and I will be um, doing a lot of really fun, creative content. Um, we've got some really, really cool ideas, and I can't wait to see them come into existence um, come the new year of 2020. Isn't that exciting? So futuristic, right? Dude, that's wild. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and as always, don't forget to stay tuned at the end of our episode for legendary moments from listeners like you. And now, let's get into Everything Must Go. This episode of Hey Beautiful is brought to you by our Patreon Almighty Five level members, Russell, Tish, and Johnny. Thank you for your support, and to all of our patrons, you are truly legendary. Hey Beautiful Patreon members get cool hamium-themed perks every single month, from bonus episodes to fun new recipes to private live streams with us, including watching us eat some hot dogs pretty exciting so to learn more and sign up visit patreon.com slash hey beautiful pod so this is season three episode 19 everything must go it first aired on may 12 2008 and was written by jonathan groff and chris harris um this is their only collaboration jonathan groff we saw earlier in season three with i'm not that guy and we'll see him one more time in season four chris harris we know and love from okay awesome and Arrivederci Fierro, and writes pretty consistently for the show with about one to two episodes a season. We'll see him again in season four with Shelter Island. I didn't see any other joint projects that they wrote on together, either for How I Met Your Mother or on another show, but um, they both wrote for late night shows. Um, One of them wrote for Letterman and another one wrote for Conan, so maybe there was a connection there. Um, and as always, our director is Pam Fryman. So Christopher, something that's very interesting about How I Met Your Mother is a lot of sitcoms have more than one director. Often, Pam Fryman directed all, like, she directed like 210 of like 230 episodes. Something crazy. Good for her. Yeah, she's amazing. That's wild. Mm -hmm. So this episode starts off with Future Ted reminding us in the spring of 2008, something very interesting um, had been happening to Uncle Barney whenever he attempted to pick up a girl. Do you remember what that was? Mm, He would get slapped in the face. That's right. Um, So right before he'd get close to sealing that deal, he'd go to grab a drink or maybe a ladder, something, and would come back and get slapped. Um, eventually, even Lily was approached by the woman um, when she was out with Barney, as we saw in um, episode 14, uh, their bracket. <clears throat> and we actually get a flashback to the episode, except it is a different fucking wig. Kate, don't worry. I took pictures uh, of my TV screen from my couch, which is why it's a potato quality side by side. Um, but I wonder if they wanted us to th- like to throw, it off, throw us off or is because they wanted to leave it more open-ended. What do you think? I don't know. I don't know. It was very clearly Budget reasons. Brittany J. Spears, J. for Jean, which is her best fabric. Um, the 2001 denim look with her and Justin from a much simpler time. She's shaking my head. It's a shame I know. people can't see. I know. I wish, um, I wish you could. Mm-hmm. I think I wrote here, I, I feel like it was also a Madame Tussauds wax outfit, and I started to Google it, but knew it would bring me down a Britney Spears wormhole because everyone knows I, I love that woman. Wow. And I resisted. Plus, at this point, it was time for me to eat lunch, and mm. the sweet potatoes went out. Ah, the sweet potatoes were really good. I know. That's why I'm pointing out the notes. That's pretty but good. But if you're not sure what 
Do you know the look I'm talking about? I'm referencing Chris. No. Oh, you don't? Mm-mm. Come on. You're so out of touch with pop culture, even though this is very old. It's 18 years ago. You don't remember this epi- this episode? What you don't remember that outfit? <gasps> no. This is 18 years old, and it's news to you? Wow. <gasps> oh, you're too missing? pure and precious for this world, yes. So that's Justin Timberlake. No, oh, I knew that. Mm-hmm. But why are they just wearing all denim? That's so strange. It's the 2001 American Music Awards, and it is a, an iconic look. Why? Oh, love. Anyway, two different wigs. Lily looks great in both. But it's very clearly two different actresses. But, yeah, so we get a flashback to the episode where Lily gets a little bit more information, and that was the whole point of the bracket when they try to narrow it down. But we still couldn't find who that woman was. So at this point, Barney knew what was going on and kind of been waiting to be slapped again because it didn't make sense to keep chasing her. And so he gets slapped, and then remembers what's going on and runs out of the bar and it's broad daylight, very sunny New York day, and eventually jumps on top of a cab to stop it and discover that it's Abby, Stella's uh, Stella's receptionist, um, who you might remember slept with Barney in 10 sessions and is also completely obsessed with Ted. Um, So, yeah. Mystery solved, roll the credits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pretty exciting. Um, so <clears throat> we know that's going to be one part of the episode, but there's always another B-plot, and it's okay. called Everything Must Go. So we get a little bit of a hint here mm. with what's going to happen. We cut to future Ted narrating while we see Lily in the classroom praising one of her students' rainbow drawings. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Future Ted is saying that you can do something right a thousand mm-hmm. times mm-hmm. and totally fuck it up when you come to the 1,001st. So mm-hmm. Lily has is at her desk, and the kids are drawing nice and quietly, and this little girl comes up and shows her a rainbow. And in the background, you can actually see the little calendar days change. It's over a span of, like, maybe four or five days, mm-hmm. maybe three. And... Um, it's this rainbow, and Lily's like, oh, wow, wow, that's beautiful, that's amazing. And then on that 1,001st time, Lily just, like, crushes her spirit, as Jack would say. Um, and that so that will, like, come back around. Um, so then we cut to Lily back home, and she's painting, and in walks a frazzled Marshall who tells her that it's going to cost more to fix the floors than they thought. Just like any good reality show fixer up, there's always a problem. Right? That's right. They're redoing the floors, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, now he has to sell her stuff. And I love the her reaction here. She's like, whoa, Marshall, that's just a game we play in the bedroom. And it reminds me of the, like, hey, Mr. Accountant. Uh, that's true. Can I pay you another way to do my taxes? Mm-hmm. Which is a real life story one of my friends plays. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then, like, Chris and I, we laugh and we'll adopt it. And I'll say, hey, Mr. Software Engineer, I really need an app. No way to pay for it. And then we just laugh. It's not really a game we play in the bedroom. <laughs> it's like, we'll just be, like, hanging out and I'll just say something and mm-hmm. make it silly. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, Marshall doesn't mean her goodies. He means her clothes, which... It actually, I think, wounds her a little bit more than uh, if she mm. had to, like, you know, sell a service. Because we all know sex workers are not selling their bodies. They're selling a service. So That's true. Mm-hmm. And um, Marshall even has a website and everything, which, of course, is real. And actually, they had used this uh, website to auction off things from the show to benefit a charity, um, I think it went to like a children's hospital in LA. And Kate, if we were FaceTiming right now, I'd be giving you some eyes because knowing what we know after you know meeting the creators, we would understand the significance behind that. Anyway. Yeah, I don't have that point of reference though. No, you don't. And you're not a Patreon member, so I can't even, like, tell you other things about it. Not that we shared that information. But um, the website is 
marshallandlilyselltheirstuff.com. And <clears throat> Lily points, I think that's what it is. I don't know. I didn't write it down. But Lily points out it should be guy forces his wife to dress in a garbage bag for the next three years.com. And we find out that it's actually a website, <laughs> which I'm showing Chris for the first time. That's amazing. Yeah. So it's just pictures of them. Yeah. Why? And Who are they? I don't know, but as Lily said, girlfriend cannot pull off a tall kitchen. Why? <laughs> Dude, I don't know. The internet is a wonderful is place. Fantastic. This is the other guy's website. Love the internet. It's just like full of my people. Too. Mm-hmm. I helped build the internet. I know. Um, we know this is not the first mm-hmm. website that Marshall builds. Um, of course, I'm referencing uh, slapcountdown.com from Slapsgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, when we see the third slap. <clears throat> but yeah, that's the plan for Lily to sell her, her designer clothes. Oof. Which hurts. I guess so. Yeah. Would you make me sell my stuff? Probably. If we needed to. But why? It's just stuff. Well, now I have that opinion. Friends, we watched a... And actually, um, friends of ours, Tasha and Trevor, hello. You can say hi, they listen. Hello. Um, We watched, not together, but separately, um, a documentary on minimalism. I think Mm -hmm. I've talked about it here. Mm -hmm. Um, And about, like, cutting out the noise and Mm -hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. and all of that. So I definitely can see that now. And you got me a book for Christmas one year. And I, yeah. I actually read a book. So huh. that was impressive. How I know, right? That? I'm so mm-hmm. proud of you. I know. Um, so yeah, but now that you have that perspective, it's just... Yeah, now it's just it's stuff. Just, it's just stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We cut to Barney. Oh, guys, too. I forgot. There are so many times where I write my notes and then I stop and go do something else, come back to it, and I leave out pieces. Kate always stops me. Mm. and adds, like, oh, oh, don't forget you. Got to say this. Or she just jumps in. Um, she's not here to do that. And I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, that's okay. That's You're doing great. Thanks. You're just here with me, so I'm not talking by myself. That's all that matters. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. a fan. Mm. Um, so Kate usually will jump in. So if I forget anything, that's why. And also, Kate, I would love for you to do, like, an edit, Kate, jump in at some point during this episode, please, if do you it. could. I'll, I'll give you a surprise thing at some point and be like, ah! <laughs> You're so dumb. All right. He's very nervous, you guys. <laughs> we cut to Barney and Abby arguing in the taxi about why she's sabotaging Barney's future dates and apparently... Because you slept with me and never called me again isn't a valid reason. Did you ever sleep with anybody and never call them again? No, no. I was too much, like, on more of the Ted scale, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I could mm. do that. I know. You're well, too nice. Mm-hmm. I have. But why? No. Not, like, never. Just, like, you know, that was it. That's okay. That's, That's okay, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't just totally you just ghost didn't, Right. Them. just didn't ghost somebody. Hmm. Anyway, so apparently it's not a valid reason for Barney and says that as far as he concerns, if she's safe and on dry land and uh, has a way to make it home again, she's got nothing to complain about. And if you have watched The Bracket, then you know that is true. Okay? Um, There are worse things like, you know, being left in a tent Fourth of July weekend with a bear around and no way to get home in the middle of nowhere or, you know, fake baby. Those are pretty terrible. But the love of Abby's life is now dating her boss, which is a complete nightmare. But, you know, it's worse being dumped by your best friend of seven years. Um, and I love that even a periphery character like Abby knows that Marshall is Ted's best friend because she corrects him here. <laughs> that was funny. Too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you laughed. And I have to agree um, with Barney, I think it's worse to get dumped by a best friend. Has that happened to you? You ever been dumped by a best friend or mm. a good friend? Had a friend break up? I don't think so. That's what I, I thought too. But then when I really thought about it, I thought about friends that maybe I didn't have like a breakup with. There wasn't something, a big dramatic event, but just kind of 
Maybe there was something that happened and that was just couldn't come back mm. from it. I think most of mine just end because of like moving on, mm. different chapters. Mm. I guess I tend not to get close to people that I, I know could fracture in that way anyway <laughs> from something simple. I don't know. What do you think's worse, best friend breakup or a dating somebody breakup? I think when you date somebody, you have the expectation if you're if you're dating somebody with the intention of getting married someday and trying to find that partner. So you have the expectation that if it doesn't work out, mm-hmm. it's okay. And you'll move on and find someone else. But I feel like friendships, you expect them to stand the test of time and to outlast some of those failed early relationships. So I mm-hmm. feel like that's more devastating. I don't know. I think everything would be cloudy just because I wasn't having sex anymore. Oh my God. Stop it. <laughs> um, I don't know. It, that's a tough one, though. But, yeah, I agree with you. Like, I, I can see that because, in theory, yeah, you should. And that's why I think maybe I would have avoided those kind of people at some point because, mm. like, I would only want to have friends that I could see for at any point, you know, and pick yeah. back up like that. So Barney and Abby then start to connect over their hatred for Ted and help them channel that out with um, some other emotions, and then fuck. Wow, you just said the F word. Yeah, I swear a lot on here. Jeez, mm-hmm. but in sexy terms. Yeah, too. they fuck. They have sex. Wow. Um, I, side I'm note. I'm shaking my head. I love, I love um, Abby's purple sheets. Abby's purple? I didn't even notice they had sheets. Mm. I was just trying to see if there was like a nip slip or something. Well, it's television. There's not going to be a nip slip. You should know that. I know. Don't waste your time. But still, it's Britney Spears. <laughs> I know. Without a top on in bed. Oh, I know. Right? It reminds me of the Rolling Stone cover. Mm-hmm. God, I love that. Mm-hmm. You know but, the one, right? No. Was she even 18 in that? <laughs> That's so ridiculous. Wow. Back at the apartment, you see Lily's shit just all over the couch, all over the apartment as Robin and Ted inventory it for the website. And Ted is amazed at um, all the stuff that they're getting rid of and, you know, just the amount of it. Has she even ever worn this stuff? And I'm sure we can guess what category I fall under. Do you have so much stuff that you haven't worn? It's unreal. But that's true. It used to be true. And now it's still partially true, but yeah. I'm at least getting rid of that stuff now. Yeah, baby steps. It's okay. Yeah, um, so proud of you. We got. Work but to do you do have that. anything with Texel on it? I'm trying to think. I feel like. No. Why would I? I don't know. Like I feel like you've bought some stuff and like. And then worn it. <laughs> used it. That's so strange to no, me, though. I, I mean, not that I buy things with the intention of like not know. wearing it. That's just ridiculous. But. Like, to buy you should, something... You should have a poll and find out from your listeners. You find out how many people have things in their closet that have tags in them. Oh, Kate does polls on Twitter all the time. See, there you go. There's one. And then okay. we can see what the consensus is. Because I just... Why would you buy it then? I know. Maybe... I, I bought, like, mm-hmm. it's it's a good shirt. I just need the front. <laughs> The right skirt or the uh-huh. right uh-huh. pair of pants uh-huh. or vice versa. I'm trying to think of like the like longest I know, but I buy thing. things. Oh, no, wait, no. And There's I'm like, a, a telescope sitting right in front of me <laughs> <laughs> that oh. hasn't been used yet. That's probably Chris the biggest thing. Bought a telescope? a telescope last year for Christmas. And I we love space. Family and like, like gift, you know, like we could figure out how to use it and look at stars. It's very because it's so clear up here at night in the winter. Yeah, we're very blessed. Wow, I just need something that I can point up into the sky, and I see stuff, and this is not it. This is really complicated. So, um, yeah, little buddy never wanted to uh, go and look stuff up. That's not fair. That's not a fair expectation it to is. place on him. Oh, no. We talked about it. It was agreed on. That you like, guys would do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But this was like over spring break, like back in like March. I was like, yo, you got a, some time coming up. If you want to do this, just look stuff up at night. Or sorry, during the day, and then we can do it at night. Maybe he did and he decided it wasn't worthwhile. That's fine, too. But now, so if anybody wants one, <laughs> let us Slide know. Slide into our DMs. Yeah. Send it. Send a request over Twitter, and I'll let you know how much it costs to ship it. But 
Oh, it's like Local 150 ham-sies. bucks for this thing, yeah. You can That's have not it. that bad. No, you just pay for shipping. It's yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do buy. You don't buy clothes. I buy clothes. That but was you buy... dumb shit. That was a mistake. I'll admit to that. No, but there's like other stuff. I feel like. I try to minimize those, though. I try really hard. I agree. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. You're good. Right. I'm not. Right. This is true. Anyway. Anyway. Sorry. So Ted, I guess, is more like you, mm-hmm. and you know, boasts that he has nothing in mm-hmm. his closet he hasn't worn, and Robin reminds him that he's got what in his closet. Red cowboy boots. Mm-hmm. Which is quite a look. Um, and Ted is adamant that he pulls them off. And that's a, the line that pulling them off is a line that you and I love. We quote that often. So Lily comes in and nails, like I said, nails the one-two punch. Is that what it is? I don't know what, what it is. Like she does this like thing with Marshall, right? Like Marshall like throws the thing out and she like says the thing that he wants her to do, like sets her up for it. And it's something that is in any, I think, great relationship. Kate and I do it all the time. And of course we do. Oh yeah. All the time. Mm-hmm. Like, um, so Chris is adorable, um, and <laughs> passionate about things. Um Go like on. it's just like dumb shit. Um mm-hmm. but his best friend Dan to come to visit and what were we eating? I think it was apple fritters. There's like a little fair in the town we used to live in and they have the best apple fritters. And, or maybe it's donuts or something. And Chris was like, oh, you just got to microwave it for eight seconds. <laughs> and he would like go on and on and on about how like perfect it was and blah, 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 blah. And so I would like try to set up the conversation in order to get Chris to then launch into that and then get all excited and passionate about the eight seconds for microwaving That's a donut. That's the worst <laughs> example of that. Um, you think I'm good at telling stories? I uh, know, dude. Uh, yeah. What's another, what's a better example? It's the I one I can think of the know. best. I, I can't, I'm drawing a blanket. Because, yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, when you think of a better one, let me know. Um, so anyway, I, Kate, you can edit that shit out. Please do, actually. Anyway, I love setting uh, Chris up for stuff like that. And I love when he does that for me. Yes. Um, Kate, I know you've called me and asked me questions. And you're like, one word, blah, 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 blah. And mm-hmm. it just feels good when you deliver, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. When you know that person's going to come through for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so Marshall and Lily do this. Marshall asks Lily if there's one thing in Ted's closet. And he doesn't even have like the question out. And Lily's already yelling about the red cowboy boots. Um, and Ted calls them classic. Then we get these classic mashup names of these country. Or country of uh, westerns mm-hmm. and um, more... Uh, sassy names, right? So um, we have the good, the bad, and the fabulous, complete with a snap, magnificent Kevin, no country for straight men. So some not great jokes there, but um, we hear somebody laugh. It's funny but alarming at the same time. I don't know. But Lily gets sad about having to sell her cloak. I can't do it clothes, but she says it in this way that reminds me of the way she says Chloe and Swarly, and um, then of course she reminds me of Turn Around Chloe, which I quote often, Mm. so this one, Turn Mm. Around Chloe, when you put like the the jacket over, Uh, and then Robin goes to console her friend, um, like any good friend would do, while rubbing her back and asking if her vest is 100% silk. With Lily's clothes at stake, she's desperate, um, but also realizes that she might be able to get that money in another way by selling her artwork because good oil paintings go for like 500 bucks. Where'd they come up with that too? What? You get like 500 bucks just for a painting? For an oil painting? An original? Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Right. In the city? Is that like a thing? No, I feel like that's cheap for... For art. Yeah, what does art cost? We don't have art. 500 bucks for a good oil really? painting. Man. Do some usual research. I don't know. That's a lot. <laughs> um, and we have future Ted reminding us about how you could do something right a thousand times at the 
1,000 first time, and we see Marshall doing the thing for a 1,000 times. We get scene after scene of him praising Lily, and then he fucks it up. See? But so that's what... I don't agree with this one. Well, sorry, this part of it, because, like... They're lying, though. Yeah, so That's I... That's what I have a problem with this. Like, you asked me to try to figure out when I have an example of this, and I'm like, but they're lying, and I don't lie. So, yeah, like, I don't have an example Chris of it. Chris was so. really nervous, and I said, well, yeah. here's something I'm going to ask so, you about. Right. So, and, but I, I know it's happened, because, like, mm-hmm. we'll say stuff to each other, and then we just start laughing about it, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But... No, but see, I thought about it in terms of, like, the 1,000 and first time when, like, shit just goes wrong. Mm. Like, as, like, a kid, I remember just, like... I don't know. You would, you would do something, and you get the worst possible outcome, and because it was just me, you know. Mm-hmm. You would, you'd watch other kids do it a thousand times, and you'd happen to be like that one. And next thing you know, like you're in trouble. You broke something. You did something stupid. Okay. So, mm-hmm. Well. Anyway, I asked if he could think of a time. Yeah. For why, us. How about you from us then? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Right. See. Think yeah. About I guess. It. I guess. I know. Because I just, I always tell you the truth, though. Well, yeah, and then, And you like, don't like that anyway. Well, hold on. It's your delivery. That, that, well, exactly. It's the point that I'm delivering it, because... No, no it's the... Mm-hmm. Not the point you're delivering. It's the way you deliver mm-hmm. the point, which is why I said it's your delivery. Um, no, but I think, like, we've always said, too, like, I, I came from a shitty relationship, and, like, honestly, it's important to me. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Hmm. It's okay. Interesting. Right? But yeah, so anyway, Marshall ends up agreeing. Um, you know, Lily makes a comment about how, like, he doesn't believe in her, and that makes me feel so I sad, so right? Because um, I feel like if anybody believes in Lily, it's Marshall. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's being realistic, though. Like, yeah, I think what he meant means is, like, it's that's for, like, big-name artists or, sure. like, artists with a following. Yeah. It's not just, like, anybody. And right. I think he had a valid point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was just the way he said it. He delivered it, it right. <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't be held responsible sometimes for how these things are. Yes, inter- you well, should. Well, how about if it's not how it's delivered? How about it's interpreted by you? What if this oh, whole time it's like, yeah. We're not yeah. even. No. Mm-hmm. You saying, yeah, like, you won? <laughs> you just opened a can of worms, <laughs> and I have physical proof of it. <laughs> You're just going to be so... You're so cute. You're going to be so sad. Oh, I can't wait. Guys, tune in next time for an update. (laughs) Kate and I did bang watch for when Lily got cut bangs for when they went terrible. We did that. Anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what were we talking about? Marshall agrees that, you know, to give Lily time to try and sell her paintings. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so she can keep her clothes. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, Ted comes out of the bedroom, and there's, like, this Western music playing in the background. He puts one foot up on the coffee table and declares the famous pulling them off. And, I mean, he feels good about it, and clothes should make you feel good. So I feel like he is. And hence, I know you get very embarrassed. You're just like, oh. Hey, man, if that's what he wants to do, though. I, yeah. That's how I look at it. True. I mean, he's living his best life. But right. it's just like, like the the super seriousness of his face. Oh, it's that just is hard the, to look. You can't even look. It's like a, a Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Accident. Not like him wearing the boots. No. Like, wear the fucking boots. He's do the thing. Like yeah. Goose chills. Uh, cut to Lily selling her art in a friend's like gallery or whatever, and this fucking shirt. Oh, this shirt. I wrote that I probably would have paired it with black pants, ankle length, slim cut, maybe tuxedo stripe, but I don't know if that's too liberal. Probably too liberal, but um, Lily just looks so good. I love this top. And um, she's attempting to tell her art and is very unsuccessful. But at the end of the night, a woman approaches Lily about her top, wondering if it's 100% silk and if it's for sale. Um, And Lily loses it. And remember I told you there was a song playing? I said, oh, Kate would know something about the Mm -hmm. song, Mm -hmm. right? So I looked it up. Look at you. Yeah, it's called The Painter by I'm from Barcelona, which is a Swedish band. And in the lyrics, and it's like turns up at this point, says like something about like an um, 
you know, selling your crappy art. So it's not super like optimistic sounding. Um, there is a pizza place in a neighboring town to us. Mm -hmm. I'm going to type it. So I don't want to like blow them up because I love their pizza, but don't say it out loud. <laughs> oh yeah. And they sell art. Do you remember it when we were there? Oh, yeah, I think I do. It was like very like American themed. <laughs> like it was so bad though. It made me feel really funny and, like, sad. Funny and sad? Yeah, like, bad. Like, mm. funny, bad. Do you remember mm. it? Mm. It was, like, American flags, but then, like, splatter-painted and, like... No. Oh, it was just really... It was so mm. bad. It looked like... Did you ever have... I know Kate would know this because we grew up together. But it's uh, it's called spin art, right? So you put like a piece of paper yeah. down, you you would pump it like this, yeah, and you'd spray it, and it's like yeah, that's yeah. what it reminded me. This thing looked like some bitch made it with <laughs> fucking wow, yeah, man, it's so at bad. least she's putting herself out there, All right? I know. So then I feel like Gosh, so terrible. You're supposed to be a fellow creative here. I guess, so but maybe someone should have said like <laughs> selling your artworks only for real painters. <laughs> Instead, it was like, my daughter likes to make art, and sh and we love America, so I'm going to sell it at the pizza Holy place shit. I own. Wow. Well, I don't know. True. If, if it was good, mm -hmm. and if every single one wasn't the same, and if they all weren't priced at like $200. That's weird. It'd be fine. I think I actually they're maybe 50 bucks, but sell overpriced. Anything over the price of a pizza would be too much. Exactly. Like they should throw in free pizza. Yeah. Then maybe I'd be. That's how they get rid of it. <laughs> pizza and art. It's go. no. It's served in the art. It's like canvas. You know, it's got the back. Oh, a little go. dip. In the pizza box. Yeah. Anyway, it's gallery wrap. So Lily's unsuccessful at selling her art in an art gallery. So then she moves down a lower step to selling it in a coffee shop. Oh yeah. The next level down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. you're not really doing that well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What does that say? Like, and do people really sell them? Like what's the market like for that? I don't know. The, at the old Starbucks where we used to live, the artwork there was pretty decent. And you could just buy it? I don't know how it works. It reminds me of the Broad City episode, right? Where mm. Abby sells her art in the coffee shop. Doesn't she end up buying her own? <laughs> Probably. Yeah, I feel like that's true. Or Abby <laughs> buys... Uh, Alana buys it, I don't know. Mm. But I feel like Abby buys it herself. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so it just makes me feel very, very sad yeah. when you see that. Yeah. But hey, they're Good trying. for them. Yeah, they're putting themselves out there, yeah. right? We're not going to hate on that. No. So Lily decides to mm -hmm. talk it up. And Robin, who's a fucking reporter, you would think has a lot of words for that. You know, you think she could go off the cuff and just... I, mean, I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Right? You would think that? Yeah. She'd be good at that, but she wasn't. No, she bombed. I wrote... <laughs> she was very one note or... Oh, I deleted it, thank God. I said, or one neat. Uh -huh. Like, no, that's really bad. So I yeah. deleted it. Whew, thank goodness. Yeah. You should delete it from the podcast, too. But, um, but yeah, everything was just neat. The yeah, colors are so neat. Why? It's all neat. Because she probably didn't like it. Mm. It didn't speak to her. I think art is tricky, mm -hmm. especially that painting. <laughs> I don't know that it was for everybody. Is it for Clearly, anybody? we know it's not Other for birds. <laughs> <laughs> not for birds, that's for sure. Um, hmm. But yeah, it's it's really terrible. Her review is is bad. But then Ted is even worse, and he just pulls his. He's typical Ted. I know, so pretentious. It's really, really? hard to watch. It was, and I feel I like I don't know why. But Josh Radner does it really well because mm -hmm. having met him in person, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. he was very humble. And, and, like, very genuine in real life. And if Kate were here, that she would know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I believe yeah. you. Yeah, she'd know all the other things I was going to say, too, okay. about that experience. But, anyway, Ted references Kandinsky, who is, of course, you know, Vasily Kandinsky, who is generally cre uh, credited as a pioneer of abstract art. So, clearly, 
<laughs> That's probably why I didn't really speak to Robin. It, she's a little bit more concrete than that. Back at uh, Ashley's apartment, mm-hmm. uh, we oh, oops, her name's Abby. Talking about Ted's stupid awesome hair. So clearly they're still fucking and laying in bed having a poise coital the hate fest. Barney decides obviously they need to teach Ted a lesson to show him how horrible he is. But this is a fun one because we watch Lily's final fall from Art Selling Grace. So fancy art gallery, then to the coffee shop, then to under some scaffolding (laughs) on the street next to a guy slinging socks for three bucks a pair. Um, Crazy Sock Guys played by Matt Besser. People might recognize him from his four episodes on Fresh Off the Boat, but uh, he's only done a couple of one-off things like on Drunk History and Rick and Morty. And in movies like Walk Hard, The Dewey Cox Story, Drill Bit Taylor. So things of that caliber, if you're picking up what I'm putting down. And yeah, I don't know who he is at all. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy sock guy who's selling tube socks to buy heroin. Punches Lily in the gut. The fi- you know, after being so optimistic, wanting to prove Marshall wrong, prove, like, prove it to herself that she's a real artist and can make money. Mm-hmm. This guy who's selling tube socks for heroin tells her that her painting is no good. That's just sad. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Right? But he was, like, he was matter-of-fact about it. I know. Yeah. He was honest. He was, he was honest. like, it's not very good. No. And she was like, oh. See, his delivery, though, made me laugh, too. I know. I you liked him. That one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just as um, Lily's about to lose all hope, we mm-hmm. see two men walking on the street and stop and sort of crane their bodies back, and then Lily slams 500 bucks down on the table at the booth, McLaren's, and tells Ted and Marshall about the G-Quacks, which I hate, I hate saying that. <laughs> it just doesn't feel good. Yeah, I don't feel face, like, like no. Kate would have something about, you know, the LGBTQIA+. Uh, vernacular here. I'm sure I got nothing for you. I know I like I say I like saying dinks better. Double income, no kids, better than gquack. Like gquack is just not roll off the tongue. It just sounds really awful. So that you know stands for a gay couple without kids, and they are an integral demographic in the art world, obviously. And bought her painting. So Lily's feeling real good about herself. And Ted mentions that she should try and throw a private art party for the G-Quack and their G-Quack friends. And so she's like, yeah, it's a great idea, but I can sell, which is like two more with time left or something. Yeah. That She's just like so mm-hmm. cocky. Mm-hmm. Oh, See, fly, that's the problem. Flying too close to the sun, Icarus. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she goes off to call them just as Barney and Abby walk in. Mm. And this is one of the really rare times that Barney is not wearing a suit. That is true. What's he got on handsome? Do you remember? Yeah, a little light blue sweater. Mm-hmm. The yeah. V-neck. Yeah. Who else is wearing that? Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. Yes, they're wearing matching outfits, mm-hmm. holding hands. Barney's got on his serious relationship glasses. I think they look adorable. <laughs> Would you match with me? Of course. We do match and we don't even mean it. I know. That's because we're just... So good. I know. I think the same. I know. Mm. <laughs> and so Barney introduces Ted and Marshall to his girlfriend, Abby. Marshall looks confused, but Ted sees right through it. And uh, I don't know if Abby really knows what's going on because she looks over towards Ted and says, I miss you. And then that later on. That was great. Yeah. Like when she interrupts and says those, it's so funny. I know. I wrote that. Like, and then eventually she tell, she looks right at him and, like, <laughs> says, like, that they're trying to, like, make Ted jealous yeah, or whatever yeah. it is. And I said, every time I had the TV on, you heard that line in the background or anything of hers, you laugh. Yeah. When she first was on the mm-hmm. show, Kate and Liz talked, I because I had, I think I was away. Mm-hmm. Kate and Liz talked, or we were away. Kate and Liz talked about it. And I think it was part... Excellent casting, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in part, actually just Britney Spears, her magical fucking self. 
Right? Like, she's just, like, a fragile little bird. But that's not, like, her being and I, normal. N- no, you know? but I'm sure they probably, like, at the end of the, the episode, you even watch her walk. She, like, just walks looking like she's, like, a human Barbie. And they, but that's what, like, they said. Like, pretend, like... Abby is not that bright or, you know, but Mm -hmm. she... She nails it so well, dude. It's so good. I know. That's why it's so funny, I think, because it's so unexpected. And and people are like, is that really how she is? (laughs) She can't be. She can't be that dumb. Have you ever Are they making fun of it then? No, they just... It's excellent casting. No way. Yeah. No. Yo... Somebody on Twitter has to find this out. I'm really interested in this one. Go ahead. Mm. Help me out, people. How do you even even search for that? I don't even know. Somebody knows somebody who knows somebody who's friends with her. Or something that you can No one's going to reveal that. I know. No one's going to reveal that. Maybe she'll come out. She'll be on your show. And she can answer the question herself. Maybe season five. Right? Barney declares that... He and Abby are in love, not like hot passion love, but couple love. So movie night with his girlfriend waiting for her to go to bed so he can see a one pitiful minute of ecstasy by the cold blue light of the computer monitor. Yes, and why is that the perception though? I don't know. Fapping's great. <laughs> not even that, but that he has to go to that. I know. Like why? Well, because also remember, he's trying to show Ted how terrible Ted is when he's mm. in a committed relationship. That's what he thinks Ted does. He and that's what he. In front of the, yeah, he the thinks screen. that's what he thinks a committed relationship mm. is like because Barney's never been in a committed sexual relationship mm. to this point. Mm-hmm. Because when he was dating Shannon before, when he wanted to yeah, do the was Peace that Corps. Chicken head, right? When he was like mm-hmm. all crunchy. They were waiting to have sex. Yeah. And then she dumped him, and then was with that, like, super, like, macho, he was with a guy, yeah, just yeah. the guy looked like Barney. Um, so Ted calls him out, but before Barney came and stop, he has to show Ted what happens next when you're in a really lame relationship. And then he drops to one knee, pulls out a ring, and hands it to Abby, who accepts, because Barney says he would never joke about true love. And then... Abby, committed to the bit as ever, runs over to call her mom. And Ted points out a few times, like, I don't think she knows that you're joking. (sighs) Could you imagine? She dumb. Yeah. Finally, Lily gets in touch with Lawrence and Walter, the Mm -hmm. gay couple without kids who purchased her um, painting earlier. Mm -hmm. And uh, Lawrence and Walter are played by Todd Sherry and Steve Hasley, respectively. I think... Todd writes his own captions on IMDb. What? Yeah. Like it says things like Todd Cherry with, you know, I don't know, just the way it's written, it mm-hmm. doesn't seem, it doesn't seem like computer generated. It really seems like it's him. That's wild. Yeah. Interesting. Writing it. Um, it, it. But it's also just like very pure. And I also wrote that he has a very interesting face and he looks like he belongs on that show. And I wrote that I wanted to say Crazy Town, but that's the song, right? Mm. Is that a song, Crazy Town? Or a band? It sounds familiar. Yeah. Band? Maybe. Mm. Anyway, but the show's Lazy Town. <laughs> so Google that. <laughs> Nothing to do with anything. Google it. Um, <laughs> Todd Sherry also appears to play somewhat more like flamboyant uh, characters. He was on Grace and Frankie, which I know Kate loves. Um, he was chorus member number one. <laughs> and then he's in two pre-production projects playing someone named Milo, the mule-faced boy. <laughs> and I wrote, well, you said it. Ooh. Um, but that sounds like some Pinocchio-type shit. Pinocchio. Um, and then Steve, the other uh, gentleman... Um, he's only got about like 20 credits to his name and I think there's only a handful since, uh, since High Much Mother. So that's what Todd mm-hmm. Sherry looks like. The one I said has an interesting face. That's mm-hmm. Todd. Isn't mm-hmm. he interesting looking? Mm-hmm. Oof. Lily's on the phone with 
Lawrence, and her dreams are further crushed when Lawrence tells her that, oh, sweetie, oh, honey, oh, no, they just won the expensive Anton Kreutzer frame. Thank you. From the turn of the century. Did a little Google light search. Uh, Someone named Anton Kreutzer died in 1900, so that checks out, but nothing else. Um, Lily's really crushed that they didn't like her painting, but even more so when she finds out it's in the dumpster because she wanted it back, and that's just... Marshall's face is as devastated as she is. It actually mm-hmm. really broke my heart. Back in the apartment, Lily's watching her wardrobe disappear piece by piece, which is oh, so sad. And I see her and Robin sitting on the couch of the apartment, and there's all of these cardigans piled up around. What does that remind you of? Your closet. Yeah. Why? So I used to have a lot of clothes. How many cardigans did I have? Like 43. Three or forty-five. Oh, honey. <laughs> so cute. No, I had like eighty. Why? I had like I don't know, like nineteen so white ones. Dumb. All different, like some that were like a lighter weight, heavier weight, chunky knit, cable knit, cropped sleeved, long sleeved, pockets, no pockets, cover my, my butt, doesn't is... cover my butt, tons. It's just so. But do I have that anymore? No. Anyways, this is like gone. This is like years and years. I I haven't had them. Um, But uh, Christopher walked into the spare bedroom, which had a bigger closet, so I kept my stuff. And he's like, "Do you remember? Mm -hmm. Like I saw your closet." (laughs) And I was like, "And?" And you said something like, "You don't even have like." The good sense to be ashamed or something like that. You said something really clever. Yeah. Basically saying that I should be ashamed of myself Mm -hmm. because there was a chin. I'm not even joking. Oh, wait. You don't know how tall I am. So it was like a five foot high pile of clothes in my closet that I hadn't put away. Just like kept piling up and piling up and piling up. And it was really really bad and overwhelming but it's like a pretty good like physical symbol of my depression too just like so overwhelming like can't really (laughs) these are things that i should know about no i'm just saying like depression in general right Mm -hmm. like it's just a good uh visual for that like it's just this oh not a big deal Mm -hmm. just clothes you gotta put them away but just felt overwhelming and seemed monumental lily's favorite dress just got sold and she's so sad and um she was like reminiscing about uh the dress and how it was back in 2004 and she had been going through a rough patch and she got a two-syllable damn damn (laughs) oh that was so good thank you yeah um and now it's going to canada girl at metronews1.com and I love Robin's line of, it's still in the family. And I would actually would be relieved to know that it's still in the family because then you still have access to it. So it, she could still wear that favorite dress. Marshall and Ted burst into the apartment looking a little disheveled, but super bright-eyed and full of excitement. And they come bearing good news. So Marshall ends up going back to Lawrence and Walter's apartment because he tells Lily that he loved Loved, loved that painting and didn't want to see it in the dumpster. made him sad. Mm -hmm. So he went back with Ted to rescue it. And we get a flashback to that earlier scene. Um, We see Lawrence open the door. And he looks like he's wearing something from the same collection as Adam Levine did from the Super Bowl. It's fucking bad. It's like large circles, stripes on the cuff. Anyway, he's super taken with Marshall. He's a... A, you know, him being a big one and Lily being a little bit of a thing. And I just love how he's just clearly fascinated by Marshall and Lily, just like wondering how all that works. I love it. And I love also then that the story gets interrupted and Lily says, like, we get it, gay guys like you. And Marshall is very serious. No, Lily. They love me. <laughs> It's true. But it is true. Um, But, you know, that's not even the most important part. The important part is, and then Ted Mm -hmm. takes over, and he wore the boots. 
because Lawrence is a man of impeccable taste and style. So he calls Walter in and just one word, boots. And Walter's head snaps down. And after a moment, he looks up and he says, pulling them off. And so now Ted has that g Quack seal of approval and can wear them confidently. See, yeah. That's the last thing Ted needed, though. I know. Like, he needed someone to say, those are for real cowboys. But see, here's the thing, though. Then can you trust his opinion or the g Quack's opinion but, on the painting? Because what if... It's so... Up to interpretation, right? Like what you like is not what I like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he loves it. Boots? I love them. It's a look. So should I get red boots? If you like them and you feel good, I wear a hair bow. That's okay. That's because it looks awesome. Does it look awesome because it looks awesome, or does it look awesome because I like it? Because mm, you like it. But you ever see anybody? I don't know. We're different too, though. We have different tastes and different styles. But I love when I see somebody wearing an outfit that you can tell is, like, a little funky, a little different, but they love it, and they feel good, and they're just, like, feeling themselves. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, So the painting actually ends up in the dumpster, but the super saw of a vet, Dr. Greer, take the painting. And Lily's confused, but apparently it's something you have to see to believe. So Marshall takes Lily down to Dr. Greer, who is just absolutely delightful. Like, he is just a gem of a human. Dr. Greer is, of course, played by Larry Wilmore, who most of you will know as Officer Zykus from The Facts of Life. Um, Also, um, bus driver from Sister, Sister. Um a writer on In Living Color and a million fucking other things. He's a stand-up comedian. He's on Daily Show, has his own show. You should know. But he's just, like I said, delightful in this episode. I love the way he starts telling. I love. The, I just love the story, the unveiling of uh, what happens to Lily's painting. So as we know, we saw uh, him taking it out of the dumpster because, you know, free art. Mm. And <laughs> why not? Yeah, why not? And you know, he was just throwing out some dog testicles, and that made me realize, like, wonder, like, can you do that? Like, are you allowed to throw out dog testicles in a dumpster? In the state of New York, animal waste is one of five regulated medical waste categories. I don't know if that's legit that Dr. Greer was tossing the dog balls out, but it, whatever, it's part of the joke. So that's what makes it funny. So he sees the painting and does never want to turn down an opportunity. So he grabs the free art and takes it straight from the dumpster into exam room three. And that's when something strange happens. So we see Muffin, who he has an appointment with, a feisty little chihuahua who appears to hold his neutering against Dr. Greer mm-hmm. as he snaps and barks at him. He's just like a little cutest little pup. A little chihuahua. Yeah. He looks scary. <gasps> yeah. Scary <laughs> teeth and stuff, man. So he sends Muffin off to exam room three and goes in expecting the worst. And Muffin is like super subdued. Just, it's absolutely wild. He's just. He's. Chilling. Yep. Yeah. Um, and this incident is not isolated. It happens again with Tidbit, then King Larry, and then the Weinstein triplets. He tells Lily that her art speaks to the canine sensibility at a primal level, but not birds. <laughs> he said one parent took one look at it, pried open its cage, and flew right into the ceiling fan. Uh, like, what the that fuck? That is one of the funniest lines <laughs> of the whole episode. Would you say it's your legendary moment? Don't. Don't say it out loud. Just think it. Okay. Okay, for later. All right, I'll think about it. So anyway, Marshall convinces Dr. Greer to buy four more paintings at 500 bucks each, um, which is more than they need for the contractor. But Marshall wants to reinvest it in Lily. And we hear that same song before, The Painter, but this time you hear different lyrics, different part of the song, and it's Don't Give Up on Your Dreams. We see Marshall working on a a fancy new website um, that is, you know, specifically for marketing Lily's paintings 
towards that. And Lily's over there painting. And even though it's not the clientele she had in mind, she appreciates Marshall's support. And just before the scene closes, we see a bird fly into the window committing suicide. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we can only assume that it was after one look up at the painting. But see, Marshall, you know, he turned it around. Yeah. He came back. He believes in Lily. He He just, he didn't phrase it the right Mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. Well, sometimes that's just what happens with these kind of situations. So we get a really fun scene at the end um, where Barney goes back to Abby's apartment to get a tie and she's just like ripping up pages from bridal magazines and clearly doesn't understand that it was all a joke. And Barney, quick as ever, seizes the opportunity to then further lie to her. This is what made... Why does he always have to lie? That's all he knows. That's all he knows. I know. Well, if you think about all the flashbacks, right, like, Mm -hmm. of him as a child, like, everything his mother said Mm -hmm. was a lie. Like, his brother has black skin because he ate ate chocolate milk, and he has white skin because she ate, or chocolate ice cream, and then he had vanilla ice cream. Like, what the fuck? That's crazy. Or is it chocolate milk? I can't remember. Stupid. But why, why? I just... I don't know. So we don't knows. have. Hopefully, we don't have too many friends that are like that. No, I, don't I feel so. like we do good. Anyway, do Ted that? or Ted Barney mm-hmm. gets off the hook mm-hmm. by telling Abby that <laughs> Ted begged Barney not to marry her. I think he's. I think he's so in love with you. He goes. The plan worked even better than we thought. And he tells. And he gives her Ted's address. Mm-hmm. And says that he works till like two or three a.m. Yeah, till works like, late till then. Yeah. Oh, he's such like, a fucker. What, what are you uh, doing, why? Barney? Just makes me upset. Oh my god. All right, so that was everything must go. Let's get right into our legendary moments from our fans. Remember, if you're a patron, that means you get your legendary moment read in its entirety. Right? So some of you write a lot of things, and we read them all. Like our friend Rick. Rick says, Hi, ladies. My legendary moment is Barney and Abby's fake relationship to mock Ted. As always, NPH is a master of physical comedy. There's just a subtle something in the way that Barney stands and moves that gives off that relationship chump vibe he's trying to mock. Also, put me in the hashtag leave Brittany alone camp for her him yin rum. People said she's a little vacant in her acting, but I think it fits her naive and simpleton character perfectly gonna admit not one of my top fave episodes for the lily marshall b plot it was a little too sitcom-y that out of the blue lily's problems with her art was resolved usually in him yim the characters are forced to struggle a little bit or have a change of perspective or at least teach the audience a lesson the veterinarian was a magic wand solution that i just feel meh about anyway looking forward to the season finale slash wrap up thanks rick and that's funny handsome because that's what we were just Mm-hmm. We were just talking about that. Mm-hmm. So true. Yeah. Tish, another patron, writes, Hey, K&K, or whoever's podcasting with Caitlin this week. Who's, who's podcasting with That's me? That's me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's Hey, K and C. My LM is Abby. Is how Abby comes back around. This show is really good about bringing things back around. Also, Lily's outfit when they are discussing selling her paintings. Like almost all of Lily's outfits in this episode. Also with the red cowboy boots. Regards, Tish. Abha writes, Hey, Kate and Caitlin. My legendary moment from this episode is when Lily sells her painting and rubs it in Marshall's face by writing suck it on a napkin. Love, Abha, your international friend. Jeff's legendary moment for this episode were the red cowboy boots. Excellent choice. Mm-hmm. Very popular. I know it is. Mm-hmm. It's recurring. Well, he theme. pulls them off. Oh, it doesn't. I feel like the red cowboy boots, no, I feel like I know this. It's one of the kind of like iconic symbols of the show, like mm-hmm. the yellow umbrella, the pineapple, the blue French horn. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of one of those symbols that mm-hmm. you remember. Sure. Bobby, one of our patrons, writes, Hello, my legendary moment for this episode is Ryan Robin trying to describe Lily's art and calling it neat. I can relate because I know nothing about art and would probably have a similar critique. Hope you're both well. Susan writes in telling us that her legendary moment um, are the scenes with the dogs being entranced by Lily's paintings. 
And that little montage makes her smile every time. That is funny. Yeah. Which dog was your favorite? Muffin, Tidbit, King Larry, or the Weinstein triplets? Mm, King Larry. <laughs> I liked Tidbit. Uh, I was going to say Tidbit and said King Larry, actually. Yeah, he's the big dumb one. Yeah, 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 that's fine. I like that one. Me too. Lisa, another patron, writes, Hi, ladies. I have missed the last few episodes due to a crazy personal schedule, but I'm glad to be back. Hope I get this in on time. You did. My legendary moment is pulling them off, followed very, very closely by Lily's blue and white shift dress. She looks absolutely stunning, and I would totally buy that off of her. Have a great week. What is it? Sent shift, from my iPhone. Shift dress. I read it in the entirety, Kate. Uh, we'll talk about it. So it has to do with the silhouette. But uh, yes, agreed, Lisa. Um, so Christopher, what is your mm, legendary moment? I like when, well, I shouldn't say I like it because it's, it's sad, I guess, too. But I found it entertaining. Well, that sounds horrible to me. <laughs> <Just, laughs> when the bird flew into the fan because it didn't like... <laughs> Her painting. You like, appreciated the twist. The, yeah, I appreciated the comedic twist that was with that. It was good. You do like physical comedy, I too. do. I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe just flew out the window, but no, it just went straight to the fan. Mm. It's just wrong. I love the red cowboy boots. I actually owned, as you remember, I do a pair of red cowboy boots for a mm-hmm. hot second. I was going to wear them when we went to New York, but also knew we'd be doing a lot of walking. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to be uncomfortable. Probably not the best. Uh, no. Idea. And hindsight, very glad I did not mm-hmm. wear them anyway. Good for you. Yeah. I'm so proud. Thanks. All right. Well, that's it. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time for the last episode of season three Miracles. Uh, make sure to send us your legendary moments to heybeautifulpodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to put in the subject the title of the show, which is Miracles. It helps us to find it. And since Kate was out this week, it was really helpful. So please keep doing that. Um, and if you love this recap, please leave us an iTunes review. And also be sure to subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Spotify so you never miss a recap. We hope you'll come back next episode. Because it's going to be legend. Wait for it. This has been Hey Beautiful with your hosts, the Turners. Our intro outro music is by Owl All. I'm so proud. Yay. Yay.